Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. How are we doing today? Come on, you look good. Wide awake. Great to see you today. Hey, uh, would you keep that round of applause going for everyone joining us at all of our campuses? Julington Creek is joining us today. Uh, everyone to join us at our 5.30 services at the arena and at Julington Creek. Everyone online, we're so glad that you're here. My name is John, and I'm one of our pastors here at Celebration Church. And uh, it's my pleasure and privilege today to close up our At The Movies series. Come on, these last couple weeks have been great. A couple weeks ago, we had Pastor Petey Bingham. He got to preach around Star Wars. Jealous. Come on, you got to preach around Star Wars. He's our, our, our college pastor and oversees our, our future Midtown location coming in January. Last week, we had Pastor Josh Turner with us for Jurassic World. Did you enjoy Pastor Josh last week? Come on, he's our Orlando campus pastor. Uh, I was actually in Orlando last week. I got to go join our church family there, and uh, I just, I'm happy to report back to, to all of you. You know, here in Jacksonville, we, we sowed a lot of resources into, you know, time, energy, money, and, and leaders into getting that church planted a couple years ago, and I'm, I'm just very happy to come back and report to you that, uh, man, your, your investment and your sacrifice to make that camp, campus happen, it's yielding massive Dividends. There's a thriving community of faith there. Uh, people are getting saved. And uh, the community, the entire city of Orlando, it feels the presence of Celebration Church there thanks to what you did to help that church get off the ground. So give yourselves a round of applause. And also Pastor Josh, I'd love to brag on him. He's a great leader and they're doing a great job. Uh, today I get to close up the series with Back to the Future. Oh yeah, my 80s people. Where are my 80s people at? This is one of my movies. I grew up with Back to the Future from the 80s. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be so much fun. Why don't you turn in your Bibles or on your phones, your paper Bible, whatever you got, to Romans chapter eight. You will not find Back to the Future there. You will find our text for the day. However, Back to the Future is gonna be on the screen here in just a second. As you go there, I do wanna give honor where honor's due. So I wanna thank Pastor Stovall and Pastor Kerry for the opportunity, not just to preach here on a, on a Sunday, but uh, the opportunity to, to shepherd and to lead and to pastor within our church. I'm so grateful. 20 years ago, it's been 20 years this year that I got saved. Uh, 1996, baby. And uh, yeah, man, 96 was a good year. And uh, in 96, I got saved. And, and ever since the day I got saved, it was, it was my heart's cry was always, God, I wanna, I wanna win millions of people to Christ. I wanna bring millions of people to heaven with me. I want my life to, to make a difference in the earth. That was my heart's cry. I don't know why. It was just from the time I got saved, that was it for me. And just to tell you the truth, I couldn't in my wildest dreams have envisioned standing here before you today and, and being a part of a church like ours that gets to make a difference in our city and our region and our world. So I just wanna encourage you, man, if you're young in the Lord and you, you've got wild dreams that God's put in your heart, God is going to exceed even your wildest dreams of what he can use your life for to make a difference in the earth, amen? I'm uh, living proof of that. So thank you to Pastor Stovall, to Pastor Kerry, our entire church staff, and all of you for allowing me to be one of your pastors. I'm so grateful. I also wanna honor my family. They're here with me today. Come on, man, my wife, Carrie. My daughters, Hannah and Raina, are here. My dad and my stepmom are here from Orlando. Keep it going for them. My, uh, my family, without them, I'm not much of a man. And uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't be who I am today and I, I wouldn't have the, the opportunities that I have today if it weren't for the sacrifices that you've made so that I could follow the call of God on my life. And I'm, I'm very grateful. I wanna just publicly say that in front of everybody. Could you put your hands together for them one more time? They are the support structure behind the oh yeah guy. It's not an easy task, man, I'm telling you that right now. So, oh yeah, here we go. Back to the future, all right, so who's seen the movie? Wave at me, wave at me, all right. Many of you have seen the movie, all right, so it's an old one. Let me, let me describe it to you in case you haven't seen it. Marty McFly is our main character. He is a high school, uh, a teenage boy, 
And like every teenage boy, one night he's uh, in the mall parking lot being chased by hooligans. It happens all the time. And he jumps into a stainless steel DeLorean that's been turned into a time machine by a mad scientist. Has a thing called a flux capacitor inside of it that empowers it when it hits 88 miles an hour to travel in time. And so trying to escape the hooligans, he jumps into the stainless steel time machine, drives at 88 miles an hour, and bam, takes off and goes back from 1985 back to 1955, and hilarity ensues. And he finds the 30 years younger mad scientist, and together they come up with a plan to get Marty back to the future. That's my IMDb complete executive summary of the movie. Now you don't even have to see it. Spoiler alerts, all right? So anyway, the the clip that we're going to watch today is uh, Doc Brown debuting his plan to Marty to take him back to the future. Let's take a look at the screen. Come on, his face is priceless, huh? (laughs) One of my favorites in all of movies. How about that crazy plan, huh? That's a ridiculous plan, isn't it? Who, who, if that was your plan, if you were Marty, how many of you would just turn tail and run because that plan is ridiculous, it's doomed to disaster, right? You with your hands up, you've been, this has been revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, all right? This is, this is the right thing to do in a situation like that. The truth of the matter is, a lot of us put our faith into to crazy things all the time. We just get kind of conditioned to it, but if we step back to take a look, those, those things that we put our faith into could be almost as crazy as a Doc Brown scheme. Take, for instance, Airplanes, airplanes, my dad's a pilot. Take your, your average 737, your average 737. If you're in America and you've flown, you've probably flown in one. It weighs about 75 tons as a giant tube of steel. You pay some money, they let you get into the giant tube of steel, it pulls out onto a runway, accelerates up to a certain speed, and bam, takes off into the stratosphere, containing 7,000 gallons of highly combustible jet fuel, and uh, flies at 35,000 feet at a speed of almost 600 miles an hour to take you wherever you need to go. How about that for a crazy plan? That's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, you think if you really stop to think about it, you might not even get on the plane. But we, we just get used to it. And, and the truth of the matter is, we, we put our faith into things that if we really stop to think about it, we might second guess, we might reconsider. They're almost as crazy as the Doc Brown scheme. I wanna tell you today that the truth is, we, uh, the things that we put our faith into, our faith is only as good as the things that we put our faith into, the object or the people that we put our faith into. So it's hard for us on planet Earth to find things that we can really honestly trust. We'll put our faith in a lot of things, but a lot of times things can let us down. Sometimes if it's a flux capacitor, even an airplane could be a catastrophic ending if things don't go just right. So I wanna ask you today, is there anything on Earth that we can put our faith into? Things we can trust, things that, that won't let us down, that won't fall short of our expectations. You might have put your expectations and your hopes in something and been let down before. Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, Friends, there is something we can put our faith and our hope into. We have a loving, heavenly Father, a Father who loves us, who cares about us. He's the great I am. He's the creator of the universe. He's the God who was and who is and who is to come. All things were created by him, for him, and through him. And through his son, Jesus, we have right relationship with him. He is for us. He he works in our lives. He is present in our lives. And when we put our hope and our faith and our trust in him, He will never let us down. Does anybody know the God I'm talking about? Come on, man, many of you do, right? At all of our locations, I'm sure some of you in here have heard of this same God that I'm talking about. And I wanna encourage you today. I know I might be preaching to the choir. A lot of you in here might be believers. But 
it's easy for us sometimes to lose sight of, of the precious promises of God, the truths of the scripture that promise us things that, that sound ridiculous, but they're true. Things about God that we can take to the bank, things about God that we can, we can put our faith in and he will never let us down. And Romans chapter eight, that verse that I had you point to earlier, this is a great chapter in the scripture that tells us some honest, some truths that we can take to the bank about God. And I'm gonna read through it real quick and then I'm gonna pull three truths that we can put our faith in out of this passage. It's gonna be up on the screens or you can look at your, your scriptures there. Let me set it up for you. In Romans chapter eight, man, this is one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. It starts out by saying that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's nothing separating us from our God any longer. He says all these incredible uh, promises like that will be filled. We are filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is, is, is gonna do great and marvelous things in us and through us. It talks about in Romans chapter eight about how we're saved by grace and not merely by our ability to obey every uh, part of the law. And it talks about heaven and how glorious it's gonna be when we're with God. And it comes to verse 31 and says, what then shall we say in response to these incredible things? Our conclusion should be this, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 34 says, who is the one that condemns? Nobody, no one. Christ Jesus who died, and more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it's written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. All these trials and all these hardships, can any, anything separate us from the love of God? Verse 37 gives you the answer in the first word. Everybody say it with me. No, none of these things. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I wanna share with you three things about God from this passage that you can take to the bank. You can put your faith in these things, you can stand on these things as the great and precious promises of God, amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for opening up our hearts to your word today, God. I pray that you'd speak to each one of our hearts. God, help us to hear your voice in the words between the words. God, speak to our hearts exactly what we need to know and exactly what we need to hear. Just pull back a, a, the corner of heaven today, God, and here in your presence, transform our lives forever. We love you and we believe you and we thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen? amen? Amen. The first promise, are you ready? If you're writing down notes, write this down. If you're not writing down notes, write this down. Put it in your phone, something. Three truths you can put your faith into. First, I put them in first person so that you can internalize and chew on these. The first one, my God is always for me. My God is always for me. At all of our campuses, say that with me. My God is always for me. My God is always for me. There's a great tension here in that I, I really believe that most of us, if we were really honest and we really took a good look at it, we don't believe that. We believe that God's against us. We believe that, you know, when we're making mistakes, he's just standing in heaven, maybe just like, well, I told him. I told him not to. Didn't he read my word? Or, man, I remember before I got saved, I thought I'd get struck by a bolt of lightning if I ever hit a church. If I ever went into church, the earth would open up and swallow me whole because God is against me. That's how I, I felt. But it, it's not true. The Bible tells us in our passage today that if God is for us, who can be against us? And truly, God is for us. God is for us. Anybody have a favorite sports team that you're for? 
Are you for a certain team? Anybody for a team? Wave at me if you're for, at all of our campuses, raise your hand. If, all, if you're for a team, you have a favorite team? Yeah, somebody's proud. All right, at all of our campuses, on the count of three, on the count of three, I want you to shout out the name of your favorite sports team. That's right, we're gonna do that right here in church today. Ready on the count of three at all of our campuses, ready? One, two, three, Jaguars! Hey, all right, man, that was pretty good. Sorry, sound guys, that was pretty good. Hey, when you raised your hand for your team, you said, that's my team. That's my team, I'm for them, that's my team. When you shouted out your name, you're, you're proclaiming and declaring, this is my team, I am for them. Can I tell you that God does the same thing for you? He does the same thing about you. When he thinks about you, he raises his hand, he says, that one's mine. That's my son, that's my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. That's how he speaks about you. The things that he speaks about you are good. It says in Zephaniah chapter three, this is one of my favorite things in the Bible, it says that he sings songs of praise about you. Come on, at all of our locations, we're just lifting up our hands and singing praise songs about God. How about God, that picture of God in heaven, your heavenly Father, singing praise songs about you? You don't feel that way very often, do you? But the Bible says it, and so it's true. It's the way that God really feels about you. God is for you. God is for you. I'm my favorite team, Team Wyatt. Yeah, Team Wyatt, come on, man. John Wyatt, that's me, right? Yeah. John Wyatt, Team Wyatt, my favorite team. Come on, man, I got my baby girls, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teenager. I got teenagers, I'm not a teenager. I got teenagers 15 and 13, right? Where are all my parents at, wave at me. Come on, man, we're for our kids, am I right? Come on, man, we are for our kids. When my, uh, my older daughter, she does uh, sport, volleyball and my younger daughter dances, and I'm that guy. I'm that guy, I'm the guy. I'm not the, the obnoxious, like, mean, yell at you parent, point out everything you're doing wrong parent, but I'm, I'm, I'm that guy, I'm the cheerleader dad. I'm that guy, the guy that the referees are like, there's one in every crowd. Like I actually said that from the referee turned around and said that one time to me, there's one in every crowd, loud enough for me to hear it. Come on, man, I wear the shirts, the colors. Come on, I got their numbers and their names on the back on my shirt, dude, I got embroidered on my, like my polo with their names and numbers, right? I got, uh, I, wear, I wear the hat, come on, I paint my face sometimes. I even got a picture to prove it, man. I'm gonna put it up on the screen for you, man. I'll paint my face. I'm four of my girls, you know what I'm saying? That's my buddy, my buddy Jeff, man. He and I, we're partners in crime. Our daughters play volleyball together over the years. And dude, one time we painted our faces like the band Kiss, like four dads, and we're like, I was Peter Chris. If you know who that is, man. Come on, we had, um, I think this one's Braveheart, or maybe the Orc Army. Orc Army <laughs> painted our faces, man, cheering for our girls. And I'll tell you what, they win, man, they're, they're playing good. I'm up there, yeah, baby, you got this, you're doing great. They win, I stand up for them, I applaud for them. They lose, I stand up for them, I applaud for them. Great job, you guys, you did a great job. I'm so proud of your effort. When they're, every play they're in on, man, I'm like laser focused. When my daughter's playing, I'm watching her every move. I'm watching the way she interacts with people, man. I'm for my daughter, Hannah. I'm, I'm for my daughter, Raina, she dances. I have to change my, my cheerleading style a little bit. When you go from volleyball, you can't take the face paint to the dance recital. I've been promised my daughter that I would never show up with painted face at her dance recital. But um, it's, it's a little different there. I'll tell you, man, my daughter is up on stage. When she, it's like a spotlight out of heaven. Right on her, dude, I like, I'm, I start crying. It's ugly, man. I start, it's good thing it's dark. I start crying, because I, 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 can, I can't even see there's dancers everywhere. I can only see her. And I'm in my heart of hearts. I'm like, baby, go. Yeah, you got this. Start crying right now. Like, I'm so proud of you. I'm telling you, man, she's like, she, she spent thousands of hours pouring into this, this gift, this talent that God's put in her, her heart and in her life. And, and she's, she's using that gift to, to share the love of Jesus with everybody she dances with. Man, I couldn't, I'm in that crowd, man. I could not be more proud of her. I couldn't be more proud, and I'm for her. And I'm for her, I'm cheering for her, and I did the golf claps at the end. I'm like, great job, baby. That was great double turns, and your hands were on fleek. They are fantastic. 
They were fantastic. That was just wonderful. I know exactly. That's, that's the level of that cheer there. But I want to tell you this. It would break my heart if I thought for a moment that my daughters did not know that I was for them. It would break my heart. That's why I'm so loud and over the top and why I'm at all their stuff and applauding for them is because I want them to know that I am for them. I'm behind them. I'm in their corner. Can I tell you the same thing? God feels that same thing about you. I can't speak for him. Maybe that he might, it, it might break his heart if he thought that you didn't know that he was on your side, but I'm gonna go ahead and do that because I got the microphone. I would say that it would, <laughs> if I feel this way as a father, how much more so must our heavenly father feel about us that it breaks his heart to think that you don't think he's on, his, on your side. He loves you, he cares about you, he's for you. And I'll tell you what, knowing he's for you, come on man, you want, you're trying to, trying to get out of debt, guess what, God is for you. Amen. You're gonna do it. You, wanna, you, wanna, you need to heal your marriage, God is for you. You need a, a miraculous healing. You need some, you're going through a, a difficult time in, in, in your health. God is for you. Whatever you're going through, God is for you. And I'll tell you what, you got God on your side, the odds are stacked immeasurably in your favor. You are gonna win because God is on your side. He is for you and he'll never leave you or forsake you. He's gonna walk through that thing you're going through. He's gonna walk through that with you. He's on your side. He's in your corner. He, he, he is for you. Will you say that one more time with me? God is for me. This is one of those truths we need to take to the bank, man. We need to know these things about our God. He is for us. Second thing, my God always helps me. Oh, you gotta know this about our heavenly father. My God always helps me. The Bible describes him as our helper. Over and over again, you see this. He's de described as like our, our ever-present help in times of trouble. He's described as our, our, our shield and our defender, our strong tower, our refuge and our, our strength. That's how God is described throughout the scriptures for us. Verse 34 in our text says, who then is the one who condemns? Nobody. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, was raised to life. He's at the right hand of God and interceding for us. Stop right there. Can you get that image of like the throne room of God in heaven? The heavenly Father's on the throne and to his right, the seat of all authority and all power in all the universe. That's where Jesus sits. He's right there with the heavenly Father. You know what he's doing? He's bringing up your name. He's interceding on your behalf. He's praying for you. He's bringing up your situation before God and all the angels. He's bringing up your uh, challenges and the things that you're believing God for. I'll tell you what, you cannot outrun Jesus' prayers. Good luck if you're gonna try. Come on, anybody got a mama that prayed for them? You can't outrun your mama's prayers. I'm here to tell, me, tell you that, man. My mom prayed for me for 10 years when I, before I got saved. 10 years, I ran as hard as I could the other direction from 13 to 23, and then I just got saved. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I need to get saved. I don't know what's going on. Well, mama was praying for me. You can't outrun your mama's prayers. You got a grandmama praying for you? You Abuelita praying for you? Oh, man, you're in for it, dude. I think grandmama's right there next to Jesus. Her prayers, she's like, Jesus, don't forget my grandbaby. Don't forget my grandbaby. Oh, sorry, yeah, priority right here. So man, grandma's got priority in heaven at the right hand of the throne of God and she's praying for you and you can't outrun her prayers. If you're, if you're running from God and your grandma's praying for you, just get saved today. I'm just telling you this. I'm gonna give you a chance in a few minutes to raise your hand and say, I surrender Jesus, I've been running. Grandma's got me, she's been praying me in. How about, man, mamas are good, grandmas are good, man, but really honestly, think about Jesus is praying on your behalf. He is praying for you, interceding for you, advocating for you. Jesus has your back. He's on your side and he always is helping you by praying for you and by bringing spiritual power to your situation. Jesus helps you by praying for you. Back to the text in verse, uh, verse 35 through 37. Man, this is a famous passage of scripture. I love these scriptures, but it tells us how, how God helps us in trouble and hardship and persecution and famine and nakedness and danger during attacks of the enemy. God is there for you. 
even as I read some of those, I know some of you on the sound of my voice at all of our campuses, you're like, man, that's me. I'm going through it. I'm in trouble. This is, this is the hardest thing I've ever gone to. I wanna, can I just stop real quick? We had in our community here in Jacksonville, this last week, just a couple days ago, we had at two separate high schools, we had two separate teenagers that passed away in, in auto accidents, in fatal auto accidents. And um, one of them, and it happened right outside here at the arena, we passed it on the, on the way in today. If you're here at the arena, you, you drove right by it. It was Atlanta Coast High School and they had just left the school and it, fatal auto crash right outside of our front doors here. There's a, a, a memorial forming with flowers and balloons and there's been teenagers there. Every time I've driven by, there's teenagers there crying. I gotta tell you, man, there, there can't be, I haven't experienced it all, but there can't be much worse than that, than losing a loved one, a, a loved young person in your life. One of the, the girls that was in that car, she's fighting for her life. She's from our church and she's fighting for her life in, in ICU right now. And we've been praying and, and ministering to that family, but I, I wanna encourage you as a church family and kind of call you to action. That as a church family, God helps us. He helps his people through his people. Can I say that? He helps his people through his people. Not through the church as like an organization or an entity, a 501c3 or the, the staff. All of us. Like I'm, yeah, I'm a staff member, but I was a Christian long before I was a staff member. You know what I'm saying? Like as Christians, God, God helps people through his people in tangible and powerful ways. And I just say that mission trips, we do them, man, for sure. Uh, feed the homeless. That's the first things that come to mind when it comes to helping people. Can I just tell you, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. When you make a, a meal for somebody in your group who's going through a tough time, you're the hands and feet of Jesus when you pray for and encourage and, and share your life and, and sacrifice for somebody that's on your serving team with you who's going through a challenging time. And I just wanna call all of us to action. If you know somebody right now that's going through a very difficult season, would you help them? Because I'll tell you what, God wants to help them through you and you get to be a part of the deal. He wants to, to serve them and minister to their needs and you get to be a part of it. Uh, as, on staff, I love this, this term, we call it the ministry of just being there. The ministry of just being there. I'll tell you what, if you lose a teenage child, someone you love and care about, or you have a teenager in your life that, that, that knows about this, man, there are no words. There's nothing you can say or do to fix it. You just gotta be there. And I wanna encourage you to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. God wants to help someone through you. I promise you that. So find out who that person is and find them and help them this week. Will you do that for me? As one of your pastors, I appreciate it, and Thank you so much. So we see God help his people. Through people, we see God help his people in supernatural ways throughout the scriptures. Exodus chapter three, we see that the children of Israel, they're, they're in bondage, they're in slavery, and they're crying out to God for help, and God decides to help them. He hears their prayers and he decides, yes, I'm gonna help my children. And we see in Exodus that he, he helps them. He helps them by uh, sending them a deliverer in Moses. He helps them by sending 10 plagues to convict and convince the Egyptians and Pharaoh to let them go. He helps them by parting the Red Sea supernaturally so they can walk through on dry ground. He helps them by leading them in a pillar of cloud and fire by night. He helps them uh, by providing for them food and water in the desert, not just a couple days, 40 years, he sustains a million people in the desert by providing supernatural bread and water for them in the middle of the desert. God helps his people. And in the New Testament, we see this in, in Hebrews chapter 13. It's a, a famous passage as well, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13. I love this. He says that never will I leave you or forsake you. Amen. Come on, man. Never will I leave. This is a precious promise of God. My God always helps me. Never will I leave you 
never will I forsake you. So we, all of us say with confidence, say it with me, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. The Lord promises never to leave us or forsake us. In the old covenant, he helped his people. How much more so in the new covenant on this side of the cross that God indwelling us and empowering us, God helps us and he will never leave us or forsake us. I love, uh, I was really, I was praying about this. This is one of the things that really hit me. Um, I'm always praying for resources outside to come into my life. Well, sometimes the most important and precious resource God uses to help us is his spirit that's already inside of us. His power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is inside of us and, and it bears fruit. The Holy Spirit living inside of us bears fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's in Galatians 5. It's a very famous passage as well. But those, those fruit are our help. It's one of the ways that he helps us. He helps us by teaching us how to love. Before we know Christ, we have no capacity for love. I'm here to tell you that. You may be able to manufacture things that look like love, but before you receive Jesus, you don't know love at all. The presence of God, God is love. The presence of God in our lives produces the ability in us to be able to lay down our lives for another, to be able to consider others more highly than ourselves. The presence of God enables us to love our, our, ourselves and our Father and our it enables us to love our family and our spouses and our children in a supernatural way to lay down our lives for them in a way that we can never do without Christ. The, the power of God inside of us produces the help that we need by teaching us how to love. The power of God produces us love joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Have you ever tried to manufacture your own joy? It's awful. <laughs> Just trying to find things that make you happy, I'm telling you what, they run out quick. The joy of the Lord comes from the presence of God inside of us. Never will I leave you or forsake you. It's a fruit that wells up inside of all of us who believe. It's something that's always present. But I'll tell you what, there are believers in this room and at all of our campus. You came in today, you got a low boil of depression going on in your life. You got something simmering on the back burner that, man, from the circumstances and the challenges that you've been in, man, you just, you've, you've lost your joy. You got, it's just depression has started to creep its way in and it's just running in the background of everything that you say and everything you do. I promise you, the, the help that you need has already arrived. It's inside of you. The joy of the Lord is how God flexes his muscles and gives us the strength that we need to overcome the challenges that we go through. The joy of the Lord is your strength and it's already inside of you. It doesn't come from some external source. Peace. How about this, man? I think about the disciples in the boat freaking out because of the storm. Jesus is in the back sleeping. Come on, he's just relaxing, sleeping. Why? Because he spoke already. He said, we're going to the other side. I don't know what you guys are all worried about, right? He's sleeping in the back. We're not gonna die. We're not gonna shipwreck. We're going to the other side. He promised it, so he took a nap. The disciples Freaking out, anybody freak out this week? I freak out. How about the overwhelming supernatural joy or peace of the Lord that transcends all understanding? That's already present in your life as a believer. It's already there. Everything you need. One more, I know we got nine fruit of the spirit, but one more, self-control. You don't have to manufacture self-control. It's already there. The self-control to stick to a budget so you can get out of debt. The self-control so you don't yell at your kids anymore. Come on, man, that's self-control. It's already there. You gotta let that stuff rise up in you. And let it take over your thoughts and your, your actions and your decisions. Come on, can somebody put your hands together for God for that? All the help you need, it might just already be inside your heart. The presence of God is in us. My goodness, God is for us. God always helps us. And God will never give up on me. Come on, man, say that. My God will never give up on me. That just feels good to say. My God will never give up on me. He'll never give up on me. I promise you that. He's, there's nothing you can do that'll separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. That's what it promises us here 
in verse 38 and 39. Nothing can ever separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Doesn't matter what you've done, how good you are, bad you are. Nothing can separate you from his love. He will never give up on you. You may have been given up on by somebody you love and care about. You know how that feels. I wanna promise you today, God will never give up on you. He's always gonna come after you. Philippians 1.6 says it this way, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let me pull that apart a little bit for you. Being confident of this, meaning you can put your trust and hope in this. Being confident of this, put faith here. He who began a good work in you, he started it. This wasn't yours. He started this thing in you. He's gonna see it through. He will carry it on to completion until the day Jesus comes back or you go home to him. How about that, man? God is for you. He's gonna help you and he will never give up on you. I think a lot of people have uh, Christianity confused with uh, uh, just, I'm gonna do the right thing, do the right thing. Now that I'm a Christian, I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm gonna do the right thing all the time. And if I don't, I've blown it. That's, yeah, we're gonna blow it. Grace is essential, but the power of God enables us to at least try. It gives us everything we need to, to at least try, knowing that God is never gonna leave us. He's always gonna be with us. He's never gonna give up on, on us. I promise you, we gotta at least try. It's like a journey. I, I think of like our relationship with Christ, it's, it's not a one-time event or it's not a day-by-day thing. It's, a, it's like a marriage. You know, you get married on your wedding day and then you spend like the rest of your life as a journey trying to figure out how to be a great husband, how to be a great wife. It's a journey and it lasts. And same way with salvation. In the moment of salvation, you're saved. It's a done deal, but you're not perfect. It takes a long time. It takes our, our whole life till Jesus comes back or we go be with him. It takes all that time for us to be able to experience him and encounter him and grow in our relationship with him. You're on a journey with Jesus and he will never give up on you, amen? amen. So take these three things and put them in your back pocket. Chew on them this week. You wrote them down, I hope, and I hope that you'll really ruminate on them and get them down deep in your soul. My God is for me. Say it with me, my God is for me. My God, my God always helps me at all of our campuses. My God always helps me. And my God will never give up on me. Come on, did you receive that today? Did that help you? Come on, put your hands together for God if that bless you today. We love you. And uh, we love to see God work in your lives. I wanna encourage you just for the next couple minutes. This is one of the most important parts of our service at all of our locations. I just wanna remind you, um, every week we do this, I think sometimes we can lose sight of how important this moment is. So why don't you take a moment, put down your notes, just tune into God, close your eyes. Just get a quiet space there in your seat, wherever you're at. This time of response is critical for us to be able to take what we're learning and take it to the world. So consider this. This movie, Back to the Future, it's a, a story about a kid who is lost and is far from home. He's trying to find his way back. And the truth is that all of us, we're all lost and trying to find our way back home until we receive Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. The plan in the movie sounded crazy. It sounded ridiculous, but it worked. And I know it's a movie. But there's another plan. There's a plan that, that God has for our salvation to make us right with him. It sounds crazy when you first hear it. You're like, how can that possibly be? It sounds too good to be true, but it's true and it works. And it's not a movie. This is the real deal. Here's the plan. Around 2,000 years ago, God sent a man from heaven to earth not only any man, his one and only perfect son, Jesus. He sent him from heaven down to earth. He came from heaven, he lived as a man, he died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later, he rose from the dead. And when he did, he conquered death, 
hell, and the grave. Three things that all of us are powerless against. Throughout all of human history, there's never been any man other than Jesus that has ever overcome death, hell, and the grave. Doesn't matter how rich you are, smart you are, talented, funny, gifted, does not matter. All of us are powerless against death, hell, and the grave. We need a savior. We need a savior. We need, we need to be rescued. And because God is for us, because he always helps us, and because he never gives up on us, he sent Jesus to be our one and only savior. He did what had to be done to bring us home to him. So with every head bowed and every eye closed at all of our locations, wherever you're tuning in, I just wanna say to you, if you need to make that decision today, I wanna receive Jesus as my savior and my Lord. I need to be rescued. I, I wanna surrender my life to him and become a Christian, a follower of Jesus, and I wanna follow him. I'm gonna lead us all in a prayer. I'm not gonna call you forward or anything like that, but I wanna know who I'm praying for. If you know that today you need a fresh start with God or, or today you wanna come home, maybe you're away from God and you wanna come home today, would you just put your hand in the air at all of our campuses? Nobody's looking around. This is between you and God. I just want to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. At all of our locations, Julianton Creek, 530 services, raise your hands. Raise them high. Don't be afraid. This is church, man. This is what we're all about. This is the greatest day of our lives. This is the day that you get saved because we're already saved. We're going to heaven. We want you to come with us. Amen. So proud of you for making that decision. You can put them down. I'm going to lead us in a prayer and I'm going to pray for all of us and I'm going to give us a chance to worship God for what he's done. So let's all say this prayer together as a declaration of our faith. Just say this with me, family. Say, Lord Jesus. I've run from you in the past, and I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins and fill me with your spirit. Be my savior, be my Lord. From this day forward, I belong to you, and you are mine, in Jesus' mighty name. And God, I just lift up all of your people that are all here today to worship you, God, at all of our locations. God, I just pray that you would touch our lives and transform our hearts. God, we need to know that you're for us, God. If we're trying to do this on our own, we're lost and we're without hope. God, transform our lives by your very presence. Help us to know you are for us and not against us. And therefore, nothing is impossible for us because nothing's impossible for you. God, help us to receive your help in every way. Your help from heaven, your help uh, in supernatural provision, your help from the gifts of your spirit, your help from others. God, help us to receive your help and to carry that on to a lost and dying world. And God, help us to know you're for us and you'll never give up on us. God, that you're always in our corner. You've always got our backs. That you're working in us and through us to accomplish all of your purposes and not one of them will escape you, God. I thank you that you use us in a glorious way to bring glory and honor and praise to your name. We receive it as your people in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.